Welcome to this episode of Bonus Barrel. We're back. This is uh, Rob, and with me today... Marshall. Marshall, and today we're going to talk about some game pickups, and we're going to break the backlog. Oh, what's that mean? We'll find out later. It's (laughs) going to be a surprise. Okay. Before we get into the discussion about the few games that we picked up, I want to take this opportunity to complain. Okay. So today... A lot of Amiibos came up, including exclusives, Rosalina, and Shulk. I'm not getting Rosalina and Shulk. And as a collector of Amiibos, I am not happy about this. I want Rosalina. I love Rosalina. She is awesome. Shulk is great, too. You know, if I can't get Ryan... Rosalina's uh, from Shulk. Mario Galaxy, right? Are you asking me, or are you joking? I'm asking. You don't know? You don't play Mario Galaxy? No, I did. I did. I'm just... I'm... <laughs> I, I get yes, the name mixed Marshall, up. The little, the little floaty guys are called Lunas, right? Yes. I get, I, for some reason, always think her name's Luna. Okay. It's Rosalina. That's it. And Luma. I've played Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, and I love them, so I just you sure? got a little confused there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, actually, the, the, the toy, the, the amiibo is Rosalina and Luma, specifically. Oh, and, a, and a, oh, it's Luma, not Luma. Luma, Luma yeah. right. Right, 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 right. And I want it. I want it, too. Our friends went today to look for them. Toys R Us exclusive? Uh, toy, no, Toys R Us exclusive is Lucario. Oh, right, Future right. Shops is Meta Knight, which I've managed to pre-order. Isn't Rosalina exclusive to Target? Rosalina, outside of Canada, is exclusive to Target. Right. In Canada, not exclusive to anything. Hmm. So here's an issue. Our game stop, our EB games in, on the island where we live, the island, uh, got like four shulks, and we're not getting one of them. So it's going to be online, and it's going to be expensive. Shulk is Xenoblade, right? Yes. So, yeah. To clarify, Rosalina Luma from Mario Galaxy... And various other Mario products. And Shulk from Xenoblade Chronicles. I haven't actually seen the Shulk amiibo. He looks cool. But that's one I would like to have, I think. So there seems to be... When I look at amiibos, there's two types of amiibos. There's the very detailed human proportion characters. Mm -hmm. Zelda, Peach, Link. Link. And then there's the stylized simple characters. Kirby, Villager... I think the stylized simple character on a whole look a lot better. Definitely, definitely. There's yeah. some exceptions. Uh, what, Donkey Kong looks good. Yeah, the Amiibos I have, uh, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, mm-hmm. Mario, uh, those are kind of the simple ones I have. Yep. And those look great. They do. And then I have Zelda, Samus, and Link. Mm. And they look good too. Link looks okay. Yeah, Link's got a bit of a weird face. Would but... you buy a Reggie uh, Amiibo? Probably. What about uh, Miyamoto? Yes. I would. But, uh, yes, I would buy a Miyamoto amiibo. I'd buy a Miyamoto, too. Where where does the line go? Would you buy a Nawata amiibo? Uh, I don't know much. People are... I'm going to get some hate for this. I don't know. I know about Askiwata. Yeah. What's... He's the banana guy, so you, the amiibo of him would be... He always does ...holding that. his hands out weirdly. Oh, that would be great. I'd buy that. I would buy that. Would you buy that kind of bland guy from the Treehouse, Nintendo Directs? Don't know his name. He's the, he's the one who's like... Now going to the Nintendo Treehouse of America, and you get this guy. I got to draw the line somewhere. Was that him? I think that's him. Before or after him? I, I don't know. I'd be on the fence about him. Well, there we go. I think we have a future line of uh, amigos <laughs> coming out. I think they'd be great. I'd buy some of those. I would. I would too. You okay? This is a tangent. Do you remember during the E3 last year, the crazy Nintendo Direct where it starts off with Reggie fighting uh, was it Iwata? The <laughs> over the top fucking fight scene between those two. Ah. Uh. It was I'm pretty sure so dramatic, and they're like punching each other like a Dragon Ball Z fight, and then then they stop and they load their amiibos on onto the oh, gamepad. Really? Do you remember that? Painful. No. Oh, it's hilarious. No, it was great. I don't know if I saw that. 
I remember the Reginator freaking... The E3 is such a big blur, I'm just like, what? E3, it gets me excited. Around this time of year, I started to get hyped for E3. Yeah, that that E3 hype. The E3 hype. Excitement. I can't wait. It's fun. So yeah, that's my complaint. I'm angry about Amiibos. I'm angry that I can't get them. If I had them and you and and our friends had them, I would be happy and I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't brought this up. But it's a legitimate complaint. I do want to say, I really want to get... I wasn't sure about it at first, but I really want to get Marth. Yeah. I really want to get... Yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back. He coming back. He coming back. Whew. I want to get Marth. I want to get Lucina. Is there another Fire Emblem? Robin? Ike. 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 Sorry. Robin. I'm getting a mix up with Marth, Smash Bros. Lucina. But they might come out with Robin. No, Robin is coming out. Oh, he is coming out. He's wave four, I believe. Okay. Yeah, but, so I want. I've decided I want the Fire Emblem ones. Like, yeah, sure. I wasn't Everybody sure. Wants the Fire I wasn't Emblem sure ones. which. Well, I wasn't sure which amiibos I wanted. I knew I wanted the ones in the games that I liked. Yeah. But I wasn't sure how far I wanted to go with, like, I'm, I didn't care much about the Wii Fit Trainer, even though it'd be cool to have one it, because yeah, it's super yeah. rare. And I didn't care much about Star Fox. I like Star Fox, but I don't, I'm don't. i not a big fan of it or anything. So, right. but, but I want the Fire Ounce. I think that'd be cool to have. I want them to make so many Amiibos that they start tapping out of characters and we start getting, like, weird, just weird characters that no one's ever heard about. Or Bayonetta? <laughs> that'd be cool. It's not a Nintendo franchise. Oh, come Bayonetta. on. I like when they... or. Well, it'd be really cool if this is kind of, for me, Fatal Frame. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Give me a Fatal Frame one holding the camera. Did you know, since we're on topic of Amiibos, did you, okay, did you know about the One Piece Amiibo uh, cross? No. Yeah, this is not like crazy big news, and it's a little old, but in a One Piece game coming out for the Wii U, or maybe it's a 3DS, or both, you can scan a few of the Amiibos, and mm-hmm. the One Piece characters will have them as costumes. Oh, cool. Uh, I think Luffy can dress up as Mario. Mm-hmm. And others. I don't know off the top of my head, so I'm not going to say with certitude. But. I, I just, I just thought of something. Bayonetta mm-hmm. came out October. Yes, Amiibos came out November. Right. Don't you feel if they had a kind of reversed that a little bit? Wouldn't that have been cool if you got the Bayonetta costumes? Oh, via, from the Amiibos via scanning the Amiibos. I mean, people. I mean, I'm not complaining because I played it and I, I like just getting the costumes for free. It would have been cool to, to scan them in. Oh, there, I got my... Yeah, so people get it for free. But if they didn't know about that, they wouldn't know they're missing, and then it becomes cool. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I would have bought probably all the Amiibos to get the outfits for Bayonetta. If Smash came out before Amiibo... Before, before, uh, Smash came out with the Amiibos, they're, that's, they're, Smash Bro, they're Amiibos for Smash Bros, specifically. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they just do other things. If that came out before Bayonetta, I don't think Bayonetta would have sold the 600000 that they she sold. Probably would have been less. less yeah. Smash would have Can we been... just say that that's kind of sad? Yeah, Bayonetta should be selling more. Bayonetta 2 oh, is such a, a good game. brilliant game. The fact that you get both of them is, is extra ice in the cake. And I'm pretty sure the the port of Bayonetta 1 is might be the best port. It might not yeah, it might is. not be quite the best visually because I saw a comparison between, between 360. I know there's some differences, but yeah. it performs really well. It's we're, fast. We're going to have a Bayonetta episode in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to... Like, we need Sage for this that. one. We've all played Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, to, to end that talk, Amiibos are awesome. Like Maybe them. they shouldn't be, but I love them. I want all of them. You would rather them. And I can't have them. awesome. Well, okay, we'll, we'll stretch this on a little further. Skylanders and Disney Infinities have full-on games for their, their stuff. Well, kind of. So Skylanders have a game where you have a story, you're playing with Skylanders. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And the Disney Infinity is a toy box where it's more like you build your own stuff, but you, you, I think there's like side stories and all mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it's a game. Do you play, in the Disney one, do you play as those? You play as... As <laughs> you, the Amiibos. You play you as get. the Amiibos right. and Skylanders. Like you play... Not Amiibos, sorry. You play as the characters 
for the Disney Affinity, and you play as a character. You play as your toy. Right. So you have one one or two games. Like, I say one game, but I, I mean like one series. Because Skylanders is Skylander Giants, Skylander, yeah. all the... So you get... There's like specific per game, more mm-hmm. or less. And the Disney Infinity has the ever-expanding toy box. Mm-hmm. But so where Amiibos have a slight advantage besides having more... A little bit more character recognition, I guess. At least in the games world. Is they, they work with a bunch of other games, but they don't have near the functionality right. as... You don't take Mario and you get a game where you play as Mario. Yeah. And I, I want them to come out with something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. I mean, let's be real. The, their functionality in Mario Kart 8 is pretty just whatever. They're cool. It's, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's very like you're just unlocking something. It's like, bam, there I got a little like, suit. I like it. It's a quality versus quantity thing. Right. You get more quantity from your from your Amiibos. It does little things and a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And you get more quality because the other two have games built around them. What does it do in Hyrule Warriors? Hyrule Warriors, a few of them unlock. Like, hey, you know what? Let's find out. Let's find out. Where I will. Sure. So, uh, Hyrule Well, if we decide not to Warriors. remove the Googling part, Amiibo. I'm looking at Rob's uh, Amiibos that's behind his head. And he's got <laughs> Mario, Kirby, Diddy, Star Fox, Little Mac, Samus, Peach, Pikachu, Zelda, and Villager. And those look pretty badass. I also have four on the way right now. Don't remember what they are. I really like Pit. What do you Pit, think of Pit? Pit looks awesome. Pit does look awesome. And Little Mac looks bitching too, actually. Pit's one of the, like... More human, like proportioned characters that I really like. Yeah, he has a good style. I think they on. did a really good job on him. He looks good. No, I agree. I, I agree. Samus, I was a little disappointed about, uh, which is surprising given how much of a fan. Well, I really like Samus and Metroid, but I do have a Figma Samus, and yeah. I and, and that might it's have a bit different though. You don't, you're not paying uh, thirteen li- bucks. For listen, it. let me just say, I'm not comparing it, but I think maybe subconsciously, I just I I had the quality of. Of the Figma in my head and when I got... Yeah. But but I don't think it's just that. Even now that I have a handful of Amiibos, comparing the Samus to those, I don't quite like... It's not the best one. I'm, it's I'm it's not. I, the paint job just feels a little... Mm. And I don't know. I'm curious, actually. I'm going to go look at yours. That's okay. just up on your shelf. When I got mine, I was a little weirded out by the slant she's on. Did you notice that? I know she's in like a walking pose, so like maybe yeah. sh- shifting her maybe, weight. Yeah. But I don't know. I was a little, I was a little weirded out by that when I first saw it. I was like, "Is my amiibo like bent or something?" I mean, there are some weird like misprint ones, but those are the ones yeah. that go for extra money. Yeah. So the original question was, this is a little bit older art, uh, article. This is from Joystick. As you'd expect, the amiibos that add the most to Hyrule Warriors are the game stars Hylian Hero Link and Princess Zelda. When connected to the game, the Link amiibo grants players access to the spinner weapon first seen in the Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess. The rewards granted by the Zelda amiibo are less specific. Nintendo players claim that the link to the figure to the game as frequently as once a day to unlock a random weapon of three-star quality or better. All other Amiibo figures can be linked to Hyrule once a day to unlock a ruby bonus, crafting materials, or a weapon below three-star quality. So Link gets you a new weapon in-game, which I think is an awesome add-on, mm-hmm. and the rest are boring. Mm-hmm. See, I want, I want like personalization for my characters. That's what I want from Amiibos for Hyrule Warriors. Personalization? What do you mean? I don't know. Outfits. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. So Mario Kart 8, you have no problem with. I don't have a problem with it, but let me just say, back to that discussion, we were comparing that between getting to play that character. I like being able to unlock outfits and stuff like that, but comparing that to to hmm. Skylanders and Disney, I mean, it's not as... It's weird it doesn't feel quite as fleshed out. You don't want content You don't want content cut from a game that you need to buy Amiibos for. Mm-hmm. So it can't be anything serious unless the game is built around you needing Amiibos. Definitely. So I guess what Definitely, they're, yeah, what, what they're doing point. is not wrong. I yep. mean, because then you're going to feel, you know, angry that you don't get... Yeah. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. But I, I, do, I do want what you said where they 
where they build a, a game around it where you can play as, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe like a, a Mario All-Stars, you know, whatever. Yet another Amiibo ramp from us. We love yeah. Nintendo, but we know Amiibos what? Amiibos are relevant right now. Today, for the rest of the episode, is almost no Nintendo talk. So people who don't like Nintendo as much are going to be like, hooray! Hey, there's going to be times where we're not talking about Nintendo Right now is one of those times. We picked up a few games. We picked up a lot of games, but we're only going to talk about a few, and I'm going to start. We went on a game hunt. We did go on a game hunt. This is from my own personal game hunt that I took last weekend. Okay. Uh, The game is called Sudeki for Mm -hmm. the Xbox. The original Xbox. Xbox Zero. Xbox Way Too Large. I once awesome. thought I once thought this game was called Sudakai. Okay, just, I think just, it's Sudeki. I think you're right. So I'm going to post the image of this on our Facebook page, or where we usually in the description. I looked at this cover and I and I I laughed. I snarked a little bit, and I'll try to describe it a little bit. It's a woman, a badly proportioned, bad anime styled woman, front and center on the cover. Nothing and, wrong with a woman being the cover, but she's she's highly sexualized. Yeah, she's she's. Uh, yeah. About to, like, her breasts throw down her sword. thrust out. The first thing you look in this cover are her breasts. Uh, they look like eyes. And she's not the main character. The main character is the dude on the right of the cover, who's kind of in the background a bit. Mm-hmm. All that aside is enough to me look like, oh, generic RPG, that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And, but then I see on the cover, five out of five stars, Maxim. Are you familiar with Maxim? I'm aware of the magazine, Maxim. People might not be familiar with Maxim. They might think, oh, is that an obscure game magazine from five, ten years ago? is Maxim still around? I don't know. I should have looked it up. I did not. So, people would think, oh, Maxim, that, that, if they're not familiar with it, if it's not relevant anymore, they might wonder what is. Maxim's like a soft... Can we just find out right now if if the magazine's still going? going? Alright, I'll look up real quick. We'll we'll keep you in suspense for a second while we first look if it even is still going. (laughs) Maxim. Some mags- it might, maybe they turned like digital or something. So I have played this game, Sudeki, and I finished it way uh, back, way back. Like, well, we'll get we'll get to to the details because I, I want to I want to sure, yeah. finish my mindset. No, hey, no problem. On that, so Maxim is an international men's magazine based in New York and prominent for its photography of actresses, singers, and female models whose careers are at a current peak. As near as I can tell, it's still going. So yeah, it's still it's still going strong. Okay. I always just thought of it when I was younger as Maxim as being a soft core porn mag. That's not really the case, but that's that's the right. kind of the it's reputation like a, it has. It's like a men's men's magazine. It's a men's magazine. There's no porn in it, but you you go for the there's, women in our. There's women in like swimsuits. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. So I look at this game, this game, this video game cover with this really bad bad cover in general. Mm-hmm. I see five out of five stars Maxim, and I start laughing to myself. Like <laughs> I gotta I gotta buy this. I flip it over. It's like six bucks. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get this game because it looks hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I bring it home, and I'm like, I show Megan. She, I don't know, I think she really knows what to make of it. <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't, I've never, I've never turned on an Xbox. There's probably some cursing. I've, yeah, probably. I've never turned on an Xbox Zero, as I call the old one, because Xbox Original, Xbox One, is terrible naming conventions. So I turn on my my original old Xbox. Now I've never turned on an Xbox in my entire life. Ever. Really? I skipped. But that. you own one during that generation. Yes, during that generation, the Xbox came out. I skipped it. Mm-hmm. I bought it used recently when I started collecting for realsies. And so I turned it on, like, okay, this is neat. I popped the game in. I'm going to describe, because you've played it. We'll get to that. You you will be able to reveal more about this game. So we're just going to go by the, the, the fresh face that I had on this sure, game. Sure, yeah, go ahead. So I didn't know what to expect about this game, and I pop it in as a joke. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play this for an hour. 
and laugh at it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I was just curious. I just, I couldn't believe that a video game had a non, not even remotely video game magazine <laughs> promoting it. This to me was hilarious. So I pop it on and the first thing I notice is that the animation is terrible and the characters are ugly. The design is wretched, just ugh, badly designed character designs. It looked like deviant art anime drawings to me, like bad deviant art. This just cliched you thing. Mm-hmm. Weird eyes, weird characters, and the animation is stiff and, and just gross. But that's where my complaints end. Oh, and the voice acting is kind of hilarious, but not all bad. So that's where my complaints end. So I, I get this on the opening cinematic. I'm like, what is going on? What? This game's hilarious. And then I start looking away from the characters and at the environments. And I'm thinking, wow, this is actually looking pretty cool. It's like a steampunk kind of Chinese setting and the details in the environment's all very interesting. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll keep playing a little bit. I get past the opening scene, which is a little long and a little boring. But then you get introduced to the combat system, which is like this combo system. I'm like, okay, this is a little more engaging for an RPG. Then, so I keep going for a bit. It keeps me playing longer and longer. I get into the first area where you start fighting enemies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, the story's a little more interesting. The char- the ugly characters are... are uh, Less not, ugly? They're still ugly, but they're not... I, I've, got, I've learned to see who they are <laughs> and not be so shallow. You start to love them for what they have on the inside. Exactly. And <laughs> I, I keep playing. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I like exploring environments. The combat's a little tough because you, you can't just go... Like, I'm, you're used to... When, you, when you're used to the, those types of action RPGs and stuff, you, you're used to, like, hacking and slashing and just hitting random buttons and button mashing your way. But you can't really button mash in this game. If you want to do the combos, you have to time it. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of skill, and, and there's like, when you fight enemies, there's a lot of enemies at once, so it's mm-hmm. not easy. Yeah. I, I have to say, I like the game. Okay. I It's not as empty and vapid as I initially thought, although it is, that's one of the complaints that, even at the time, yep. you know, people were like, you know, the, the women are sexualized right. to, to a fault. But... You know, there's. I guess. I, I guess you could say is. I bought this as a joke, but there's still a game in there that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I might consider going back to it. Now, all that is said, you've played this game. I have. Can I just read the back of this? You game? You can read the back of all the right. game. So, Encourage it. In big words, it says, "Reclaim a universe shattered." Okay. It says, "Sudeki, one world ripped apart, where shadow battles light and evil stalks both realms." Oh, that's not good. Four heroes must heal the rift and unite their lands. A sultry wizardress, <laughs> a powerful swordsman, a soaring gunslinger, and a dark huntress. Together they battle for the soul of two lands, where deception wears many masks. It's kind of interesting how they lead with the woman as a sultry and the man as a powerful. I don't... It's just... Uh, the game <laughs> wears... Why can't they say hunky? Why can't... Yeah, why couldn't hunky, they say... Tony. A magnificent sorceress and a hunky warrior. Yeah. It's not... So uh, so I've played it. You have played it. Yep. You beat it too, didn't you? I did beat it. That's crazy. So just to give a little more context, I used to have, well, I still have an Xbox Zero. <laughs> it's not the same Xbox Zero I had way back. Right. Uh, I bought it for Fable. Okay. Or Which is Fable a was game. in development and I was excited for it. And that was, in, while it was in development, it was kind of like the, the best RPG is going to come out or whatever. Yeah, it had a lot of hype. Yeah, it had it a lot of hype. fall through all of it either. And when it came out, I got Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars. Yep. And then Fable eventually. And I think I played some of the Splinter Cell games. It, Xbox was, back then, what Xbox is for me now. It was kind of a distraction to my main consoles. PS2? PS2, yeah. Mm. And GameCube. Mm. And uh, I got... I played Sudeki on a demo disc. Okay. I think official Xbox magazine Ooh, is what it I was called. I miss demo discs and magazines. I do too. And it came uh, sealed. 
you know, like the demo discs do. And, yeah. and I got it, and they had a demo for Sudeki. I played it, and I thought it was okay. I didn't love it, but I was into the Xbox at the time a bit, and I, I went out and got it, and I finished it. I definitely had some of the same opinions that you do, where it was kind of shallow, kind of yeah. whatever, but there was enough there to just keep me were you generally s- interested. Were you sucked in by the salty wizardress? Is it, do you need to call a woman a wizardress? What, can you just call her a wizard? Does she need to have the dress again? I don't know. Maybe now you would just call her a wizard. I think I prefer wizard. You're a wizard, whether you're male or female. Wizardress. Plus, wizardress. Wizardress doesn't even sound good. It feels a little hard to say. It feels forced. Wizardress. Wizardress. But, uh, <laughs> I think there's some, like, slow motion, like, slow down time kind when of... When you do special art. skills. Right. We'll dive in a little more. Since I didn't play it as much as you, I don't have a good grasp of the story, but I, it's a little more fresher for me in my head. You have special abilities that when you open up the menu, time slows down for everything else while you're looking, but it's still moving, so it doesn't pause the game. Mm-hmm. So you want to use your your special attack. Mm-hmm. So it, when you open that menu, everything goes slower, and then you can choose, and then you can aim where your attack's going right. to be. Mm-hmm. Which is actually, again, kind of cool, and it might be useful tactically, you know. So yeah. the, I found the game kind of hard. How about you? At the beginning, at least. A little bit hard. I remember towards the end it got fairly challenging, and it's one of those games where close to the end you're kind of just... You've put in enough time. You've put in enough time where you feel you should see it through. Yeah. I wasn't loving the game towards the end, but I was like, you know, I've put in enough time. I'm not really crazy about about it at mm-hmm. about eighty percent or whatever. But do you remember how long it took you to beat it? It's a rough guess. I would say maybe ten hours. I hear it was that short too, which is why I thought I'd play through it. But then I looked up online a little bit, and some people were saying that you can't get the story through that done that quickly. And it was like 20 or 30 hours. And I'm like, okay. Because it was, it was 10 it hours. It wasn't that long for me, no. If it was 10 hours, then that was the game I was going to play next. I was going to play, or I'm going to beat this game because I want to. I just want to get another game down. I would be list. surprised if it's 20 hours. Hmm. Yeah, because I remember reading a review on it. Someone said it was, it was under at least under 20. Yeah. So I might go back and play it this year, maybe. I would think it would be between 10 and 15. I just love the setting and the environments. That's why I picked okay. it today to talk about. I don't recall a lot of that. I just, yeah, I recall it's it being. It's a funny title to pick up. Yeah. That's, I guess that's all I need to be said right now on Sudeki. If yep. I ever play it again, I'll update it. Sure. What do you have for us to talk about? I have a game that I bought somewhat on your recommendation was it i just pointed it out well yeah you said hey you might be interested in this i guess i guess that is a pretty good not a recommendation <laughs> but a suggestion i i saw it and i, was, I, I saw thought it. you said hey marshall hey, hey come over here i was like hey come here come here come here <laughs> <laughs> so this game is called hakuoki or hakoki you want to bet that you're saying that wrong you want to bet me that I think you're saying it wrong no i don't want to bet you anything <laughs> so it's called hakuoki allegedly story spell it H A K. Why am I saying H? I never I say don't H. Know why you said H. It's H A K. Yep. U O K I. Right. I, mean, I want to try pronouncing. Okay, it. go ahead. <laughs> Hakuoki. Hakuoki. Oh, that's yes. nice. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Stories of the Shinsegumi. I'm saying that wrong. Too. Shinsengumi. We need Seiji. He could say it. Oh. He's you know he's Japanese, so he could say it. But again, he's not here today. So, this is a visual novel that looks like the sort of game that wouldn't be released in North America. I've never heard of this game. I've never heard of it either. And l- let's describe the cover. We have 
What looks like a samurai. It's a nice cover. It's not bad. Nice art. He's got a samurai who looks like he's lying in a shallow puddle. That is a man, right? I... Yeah, I'm going to go with that's a guy. Is it, it might not be because I was reading a little bit and it seems... It says here, Hakuoki Stories of the Shinsengumi tells the tale of Chizu, Chizuru, <laughs> a young woman who finds herself fighting alongside the infamous Shinsengumi. Um, so I think it might be a woman. But it looks like a man, regardless. We don't know. A man or... Let's or, not make assumptions. It's whatever the... whatever. I see a ponytail that's kind of draped over. Uh, ponytail hey, can samurai, be yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyways, we have a person. Yes. Lying in a shallow pool with the left hand on top of a, a sword. Yes. And there's a reflection in the pool that seems to be reflecting... An evil version of an that An evil person. version. Ooh. Kind of like the Fable cover or, yeah, or whatever. like, is it he the dark side or she the dark side? Yeah. Now, this is published by Axis Games. Okay. And looks like it's uh, developed by Automate? Automate? Looks like Automate. Automate? Wait, where is it? Really small text there. Automate. Automate. I can barely... Oh, I can barely see it. Okay. Well, anyways, it's a visual novel, and that's kind of what piqued my interest. Uh, I've been getting into a few visual novels over the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, one of note would be 999 for for the DS. Uh Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, I think it's called. Before we go on to sure. talk about it, which you should, do you want to know what Axis Games has done? Sure. Axis Games is a localization company. It's a video game publisher that specializes in translating and localizing uh, Japanese video games for English-speaking markets. Hmm. Some of the clients include Nam- uh, Namco Bandai, Xseed Games, and Atlas USA. Oh, Axis- I was just about to say, I always get Axis mixed yeah. up with Atlas. Axis Games is best known for its involvement in the Guilty Gear series. Huh. Okay. And yes, yeah, worked for everyone. So there you go. It's a big, it's a big trend. So I guess it probably focusing on very niche or highly Japanese games. Yeah. So so you like visual novels? I do like visual novels. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very specific uh, genre. It's not very popular. I don't think that's true. And you know, over here, I mean. Yeah, and I ha- you're right, and I haven't played very many of them. My favorite being Nine Nine Nine, and this one just kind of piqued my interest. I looked up quickly on Metacritic and it seemed to also be released for, for 3DS or DS and, and had a pretty decent score. Yeah. Um, so when I was looking at it, I thought that this was, was maybe a story just about a samurai <laughs> fighting other samurais or, or whatever. Right. Um, but I'm going to read a little bit of the back yeah, about it. And it's, it seems to be a bit of a dating simulator. Okay. So, so is Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> that game, I, I hear that game has, has some romances. There you go. So, Chizuru, a young woman who finds herself fighting alongside the infamous Shinsengumi, a competing faction's war for control of Japan. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all this bloodshed and chaos, will Chizuru find love? I hope he, I hope he does. Or it's she a, does. It's a I she. hope she finds sure love. It's a she. It says a young woman right here. I don't think that's open to interpretation anymore. I didn't catch that part. <laughs> oh, well, I said it before. Anyways. Right. <laughs> so, it says more than one path to take. The Choose Your Own Path style game offers six offers players a chance to choose from among six potential love interests. Oh, wow. The flow and ending of the story changes accordingly. Unlock new stories. Stories of the Shinsengumi delves deeper into the Hakuoki universe by nearly doubling the additional engaging content and side stories, including some set in the present day with the cast attending high school. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't look like high school students at first. Anyways. That won't hold up. It's like unlocking a whole second game. Wow. Alright, so we got blood, strong language, suggestive themes, and violence. Jeez. No nudity in this one. Good. So uh, I feel safe I playing it. Depends on your, who you are, I suppose. Sure. And, uh, yeah. 
So when I saw this thing, it's, I immediately stood up to me. I was like, as a gamer, and, and I guess even people in, in our industry who kind of pay attention to stuff usually, even when we don't know from software, mm-hmm. off the top of our heads. Wait, we who? Usually, yeah, who is it? I think they developed uh, Demon Blade? Demon Blade? Demon Blades? Souls? Monster? Demon? Monster, Monster Hunter? Monster Rancher? Mon- <laughs> Anyways, so besides that, we, we try to pay attention to this stuff. The biggest thing I noticed about this game is I've never heard of it, and it didn't look generic enough to me to not yep. quite never heard of it. It didn't look like a sports game or some mm-hmm. one of a million racing games or shooters. I'm like, well, okay. So I picked it up and immediately interested, and then I saw... It was a visual novel, and I knew that you liked those types of games. I've never, I've not that I have like anything against them. I've never played any, right? Really, you've played some of Virtue's Last Reward, like twenty minutes of it. Okay. So I was like, "Well, Marshall, because if you didn't buy us, I probably would have bought it just for the curiosity." Mm-hmm. But you know, the art looks slick. It looks like a nice, nice looking game. So I'm curious to what it's about, and, and I hope that you do play it and kind of come back and let us know if it's. I will. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm actually generally interested. To play it because I think it's a little sad that there's a whole visual novel genre that just kind of doesn't have life in North America. Yeah, it, it has lots of life in Japan. It's massive. It does, it does. Sword um, Art Online is, uh, was based off one, right? And that's a really huge franchise. Well, I thought it was just a regular novel, but I, could, okay, I, could maybe I'm, I, I know there's wrong. different... It, 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 maybe it is a novel. It lives in different mediums. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play it, or generally, and it, I'm more excited that for this sort of game because it just... It's uncommon. It is. And... It's when very story-driven. Yeah, when I played 999, I mean, that's a puzzler as well. It's mm. not just a visual novel, but it's pretty heavy in its storytelling. I, f- I fell in love with the storytelling in that game. Give us a quick, give me and the people listening a quick overview of how a visual novel game typically works for people who have not played one, like myself. Well, there's different sorts, uh, but this one to me seems to be pretty straightforward in terms of you just look at pictures, yep. text comes up on the screen, and you read, mm-hmm. and then you skip continue skipping and reading, and then eventually you make a decision that impacts what path. Kind of, you know, choose your own whatever. Choose your own path. But a lot of the ones that get released over here, to my knowledge, are more than that. They're visual novels with puzzle elements. Okay. Uh, Like 999. It's a visual novel, but you're solving puzzles the whole way through and also making decisions. It opens up a conversation on whether the first type you're talking about are really games. I mean... See, when you describe that to me, that doesn't sound like a game. Sure. But, I mean, it I think, is. I think I read somewhere that someone's interpretation or opinion was mm-hmm. that as long as there's one decision in the whole game... It's a game. It's a game. Okay. Which can be... I guess. But, yeah. I mean, you can get choose your own adventure books. I'm not, I'm not saying so. I necessarily agree with that. I mean... It's an know. interesting and bigger topic than what we're going to be putting in today. Sure. But one worth thinking about, or, or you know, of people listening, mm-hmm. if anybody's listening out there, mm-hmm. have an opinion... You know, let us know. I want to know what people's opinions are on this genre. I want if to know. it's a game, yeah. You know, our our contact info is is you know our, we have an email for the show, yeah. Or or comment on Facebook. Just I want to. Know, I want to know. I want to know if there's other people, if it's that common for people to be interested in that sort of game here. From my perspective, there's not a lot of games like this. But the reason I like them out of the few I've played is the reason I got into games is. For story-based games like Metal Gear, yeah. or you know Silent Hill, or you know even Ocarina. So I loved RPGs the most. Yeah, and and I really like RPGs. I think the reason why I'm not as into them as I would think I would be is that they're the time you put into them. Okay. But I don't know. Visual novels are really story-heavy, and sometimes sometimes I'm just not that interested in putting in in the the kind of grind or gameplay to get that story. Right. And 
sometimes it's kind of cool to just get into a story and and that's all you're there for. Sure. No, I can I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll skip my other game, Enchant- <laughs> Enchanted Urn. So we'll talk about this some other day. Sure. It's a From Software game, which is I bought it, which is why I chose it. But we're gonna move on to uh, you know there was one other thing I want to mention. I, I meant to mention back on on Sudeki. Mm-hmm. It was developed by Climax, which did Silent Hill: Shattered Memories. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just wanted. I, I just felt like that was interesting. You, well, I'd like to hear you recently played Silent yes, Hill: Yes, Silent Hill: Shattered Memories played was that. amazing. It was. Well, it was a good, fun game. It was very good. I very story driven, which is a reimagining of the original Silent yeah. Hill released on the Wii. We'll bring it up itself some other time. Sure, let's talk about it. But the reason I just want to bring it up because that game, that vapid, shallow-looking game, went on to work on some really uh, story-driven fun games, like yep. the Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Yeah. Shattered Memories is worth a, a pretty lengthy discussion on just on. The yeah, time. we'll we'll leave it at there. I just felt it was worth worth mentioning. I meant to say that earlier, um, but I, I didn't. So that's basically what I had to say about, about that. So the next segment we're going to we'll quickly jump into is uh, a little segment I'm called Breaking the Backlog, which is focused on what games we're currently playing and attempting to obliterate from our large backlog of games. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll let you go first. Just pick a game that you're playing through lately and just tell us a little bit about it and okay. why, you sh- why they should play it. Why I should play it, even. <laughs> okay, well, this one's not going to be very... Uh, surprising, but I'm playing Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. Oh, that is a good game for 3DS. I didn't even know you're playing that. Yeah, no, it's I, a surprise for me too. Uh, yeah, I quite like it. I was playing it in the fall, and I had put it down. Yep. O- over the Christmas break, and I just recently started playing it again. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend who's playing it as well, and uh, they're they're quite he- heavy into it, mm-hmm. and a lot farther than me. Right. So I'm kind of motivated to to catch up to them. But I enjoyed a lot. I just got to the to the Dark World. Right. So I've beaten the the first three temples, and got my master sword and stuff. Let's uh, let's sum it up real quick. Sure. The game itself, not yeah. not rushing what you're saying. No, no. So a link between worlds is a sequel to the link to the past mm-hmm. in the Zelda convoluted timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out last year, the year before. Uh, it came out the year before right. in in I think November. So it's about a year and change old. So three D three D S game. It recreates the original link between uh, link to the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has an awesome gameplay mechanic where you can merge into the wall, become a painting. It's very cool. Another thing it does that's unique is that you don't get your tools from dungeons. You buy the tools from a character. I've you rent fe- them. I have mixed feelings about that. Right. So you can rent them and you can tackle the dungeons in basically any order you want. Mm-hmm. And the story is fun. Uh, it's a typical Zelda game otherwise. The game looks great. The game looks brilliant. And that gameplay mechanic, I was against it. It looked to me kind of stupid. The whole painting the trailers, thing. During the trailers, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't like that art style. It yeah, looks weird. it kind of looked a little like, not, not sloppy isn't the right word, but it looked a little just kind of, I don't know, like... I'm just not into you. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I've i gotten that with a few different Zeldas before where I see some things early on and it's I'm not feeling them, mm-hmm. but they never let me down in the final game. They never let me... I always... they had all, The mechanic or art style or whatever they're showing me that I wasn't yep. sold on, it always wins me over when I play the final that release. It's such a brilliant mechanic. The things you can do, like the uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you, so I'm not going. I'm not going to. And this yeah. is not an okay. analysis of the game, mm-hmm. but it's great. So you are third dungeon in, yep, and you're enjoying it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm gonna try and finish it in the next, I don't know, couple of weeks because I haven't been playing it. It's not like I'm going home from work and, and you're not, that's all I'm playing. Yeah. I've actually been just playing it on my lunches or you know just here and there. Right. 
for an hour or two at a time. It's great. You can't sell me on it because I've already played and beat it. Yep. And Seiji loves that game. Yeah, if Seiji were here, I think that he would say, I like this game, you should play it. Mm-hmm. But it would sound better. Mm-hmm. It's great, though. I like it a lot. Okay, so that's what you're working on. You'll have to update us that. Mm-hmm. My game that I'm current trying to get rid of out of my backlog is uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Bearers for the Wii. Not a critically received, well-received game. It's not an RPG, which my first thought was it would be an RPG-like kind of game. I saw you playing this the other night. It's an action game, action-adventure game. Seiji would hate this game because it has a bunch of cutscenes, and he doesn't like cutscenes. <laughs> you play the game for the story, and because that's most of the best part. That is the best part of the game. You waggle the Wiimote around. And, uh, I'm not a huge fan of motion controls, so that's no big secret. It's not great in this game, but it's you're not, not bad. You're not a fan of motion controls, but you're a fan of unnecessary motion controls. Oh, yeah. Is Un- that right? Unnecessary motion controls are great. When I love when I... Especially when it's not very good, and you lose the sensor bar, uh, the sensing, and you can't... And you the game messes up, not because you're bad, but because it's not reading it. I like that. So uh, so, so in this game, the main character, you only have one character. His main ability is telekinesis, and you're basically... You don't hit your enemies yourself. It's not like an action game where you have a sword and stuff. You're throwing, you're throwing objects at things. You have like these little mini games here and there, but some of them are really fun. Like in the early in the game, you're on a back with chocobo, and you're being chased by other people on chocobos, and you're you're using the Wiimote to to point the cursor, which is where your telekinetic abilities are focused, and you're throwing them off the chocobo or throwing barrels at them, and so that those scenes are really fun. Unfortunately, the, where it drags down is everything in between when it comes to just fighting enemies. You, it can be a little annoying sometimes. You have to target them, wait for it to lock on, because the farther away you are, the hard, the longer it takes to, to, to get a, a hold of them. Mm-hmm. Closer you are. It's not very difficult. There's like 15 bosses in the game and you only have to fight four. The story and setting is awesome. So that's what keeps me playing. It's not a very long game. It's like 10, 12 hours. I'm about seven hours in. And I love the cutscenes. The characters are cool. The setting is really cool. I saw a bit of it the other night and it, it, was, it looks pretty it was good for a, pretty, for a Wii game. Pretty good looking game, yeah. Yeah, it was announced in 2006 during an E3 and it came out in 2009, so it had some time behind it. Mm-hmm. Crystal Chronicle series is really good. It looked to me a little, the visuals resembled uh, Xenoblade a little bit, maybe? Yeah, a little bit, sure. Uh, you know, it looked like, it, for the Wii, it looked pretty good. I gotta think, yeah. the Wii's not, you can't compare the Wii to the 360 and PS3. It just doesn't look that good compared to it. The game looks pretty tight. The character designs are all really cool. Mm-hmm. So, I'm working through the game. It's not amazing, but. It's fun. I I would kind of... If you're a Final Fantasy fan or you like story-driven games, it's not a bad game. You can get it for like 15 bucks or cheaper. I'd re- I think I'd recommend it, but I couldn't sell anyone it being an amazing game. Mm-hmm. I just... Does I it love- live up to the... I don't know, the, the high-quality standard of... The, I know there's a ton of Final Fantasy spinoffs, but, I, I mean, that's, that's a series that's considered high-quality. Does it live up to that... Does it get that Final Fantasy kind of stamp of nah. quality? I can't say it does. I mean, people would argue that 13 doesn't either, but I'd still say 13 is technically a better game. Although I think the story is a bit more enjoyable, way less melodramatic. But no, it's it's not what I would have put as a Final Fantasy game. Seal of approval, or of lack of a better term. But it's not a bad but just game. just under that. It's a fun game. If you go in, if you've only ever played Final Fantasy RPGs and you go in expecting it to be similar, it's not really. Mm-hmm. All the elements that make a Final Fantasy lore-wise is there. All the same kind of enemies. But, but you know, more closely to Crystal Chronicles. The music's great, too, by the way. Love the music in that game. Cool. It's just a fun little game worth 10 bucks and worth worth the 10 hours playing it. Cool. So, yeah, that's it. I, I, that's I recommend it half-heartedly. Okay. <laughs> it should be a game that we just go back to every couple of months. I agree. So that's it. 
Let's we gotta stop it there. We've we've talked too much. But thank you to the people out there. Thanks for listening. There's at least ten of you, maybe. Yeah, it's a little too generous. There's at least two or three of you who are listening to the show, and thank you for listening it. I'm Rob, and with me I'm Marshall. You guys have a delightful day. See ya. <laughs>